0: Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good Friday. It is your host. Dave Sturgio coming to you live from Chop Studios in Matawan, New Jersey. Chris is dealing with a little bit of a tooth issue. He got punched right in the face, and he's suffering right now. They had to pull it right out. Uh, no, he's obviously got himself a little bit of a, a health issue, but he'll be back here rocking and rolling on Monday. But... I'm here, and it's a feel-good Friday after all, so why not dive right into the mojo market itself, and we start, obviously, in the NBA, and the NBA had himself a night, and I just called the NBA himself, you know, because why not, Uh, but anyway, I'm a little disappointed in the NBA slate last night, only for the sole purpose of I'm I'm a big advocate on a lot of points, and I'm a big advocate on scoring and offense and all this, and it's because that's what today's NBA is. It's not as um, there's no defense. Okay, let's just call it how it is. There's no defense. This is why you're seeing teams score in the buck thirties, buck forties, buck fifties, sometimes buck seventies. You know, like you're seeing high scoring because of the lack of defense. And what I saw yesterday via the Mojo app, and again, you can't get involved with this stuff unless you are in the app. You got to download it right now, which is obviously available on both the Apple Store and Google Store. Google Store? Google Play? See, I always mess that one up, but it is available on Android and iPhones. If you have an Android, I'm sorry, Um, but if you have an iPhone, you've been live and rocking and rolling since we launched this thing, so... Get used to it. Catch up, Android. It's okay. Catch up with the times. I understand you people out there with the green text. You're weird. I don't trust you fully, but it is what it is. I digress. Um, But anyway, so last night I saw on the Mojo app that there was the prop bets that they usually give out. They usually put out a, a graphic. The full prop bet list is obviously on the app before the games get going, but sometimes they highlight a few. And those are the ones that I typically look into and play and get involved in. And yesterday, um... Bridges, quickly, Curry, and Thompson. Right? You know them all by last name. Those are household names at this moment, um, especially within the last couple days. Uh, Macau Bridges has been absolutely a stud for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, their over-unders were set. There was actually only one that was uh, points value, and that was Bridges. He uh, was set at 27. Uh, He goes for 10. He scored 10 points last night, and it was not pretty. Uh, The Nets lost to the Bucs. The Bucs are still rolling. Um, Look, the Nets are going to be one of those scrappy teams that kind of hang around until the end, more than likely. Like we were talking about, I believe, yesterday or the day before. uh, The Nets right now are sitting like two and a half to three games up on the seed behind them. So it's like they're probably firmly entrenched within the playoffs. I don't really foresee any kind of complete drop off by the Brooklyn Nets. The coach has them playing. I understand they lose all their stars and you know, it's hard to build back up. But again, when you put together a bunch of scrappy dudes that are earning their next paycheck or earning their next team or whatever the case may be, you might get some dubs out of that. And I think the Nets have, obviously I said that they were completely dead and buried when it comes to a championship. They are. Um, but when it comes to a playoff run, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, he goes for 10. That one stunk. Um, the Warriors game, I was more—I was paying attention to. They got throttled, throttled by Memphis last night, uh, one thirty-one, one ten. Just so a sidebar, John Morant is on his way back. I believe he's coming back this weekend. So all the charges, everything that you saw about John Morant, were kind of just like brushed, and it's over. And I think that if they're going to launch some kind of investigation further, they'll do it after the season. But John Morant returns to the hardwood uh, this weekend. But the Grizzlies didn't need him. Uh, they went out and destroyed the Warriors last night. But again, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson both had a prop bet last night on the Mojo Market, and they both had to do what their three-pointers made. Steph Curry's the one that you want to rip your hair out because I, I saw how it was developing. The, the good thing about liquid props is you can kind of cash out whenever you want, right? If you see, like, the, the trend is not the case, you know, get out of there before you lose all your money. But the way that game played out, I stuck around because I figured, you know what, they're down big. Curry's going to do his thing, right? He's going to try to launch up a butt, and it just wasn't to be had. He does hit four threes, but his under was set at 4.95, so that doesn't hit. And then, of course, Klay Thompson set at four. I had this game on, and in the background, I was doing something else at home, and in the background, I hear, Klay, for three. Got it. And I was like, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, it just didn't, it didn't play out. (laughs) He only hits two threes last night. Uh, He was set at 4.08, so four. And he did not, uh, he did not fulfill that one. But the one game that got me really going, uh, and of course in the New York market, I'm a Knicks fan. Everybody knows that by now. Chris doesn't really have a team, so he gets to kind of say, "Like, I hope they all have fun, uh, but not me. I'm a hard Knicks fan." And uh, last night, playing Sacramento, it was a it was a test for them to see if they could run with a really good team. Uh, Sacramento has come out of nowhere. Um, I was telling Chris yesterday that I believe Sacramento was like on the uh, on the like the sale block. Like there was a, there was a time, just recent memory. And, like, and, when I say recent memory, it could have been 10 years ago, and I'm just like, oh, it was right there. Um, I think that it was um, not too long ago that the Sacramento Kings were almost just for sale and just maybe debunked as a franchise. But all of a sudden, they've pieced it together. They've, they've built through the draft. They've, they've acquired some really good talent over the couple, couple years, and they took care of my Knicks last night, 122-117. That part stung. The part that stung even more is that I, hit the, I, mean, I tried on the, the three-pointers on quickly. Now, here's the thing. It drives me nuts. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly is it, it one of those days where he's just, you know, he comes on, he scores, he goes absolutely ham, and everybody's on this Quickly train, and I bought in. I was like, yep, he's, he's the next guy. He's the sixth man. It's going to be great. Last night, Emmanuel Quickly goes one for 11 from the floor and one for eight from three-point land, and his over-under was set at 2.5, so clearly he doesn't hit that. But when, you, when you're when you off, you're off. And I think the Knicks last night shot too many threes. And I think that's what this league has turned into. And it's not like I'm trying to, you know, wave my fist at the clouds when it rains But like, and be an old-school guy, like, just drive to the hole. A lot of these guys like to shoot these threes, and they are low-percentage shots. They are. And, and it's just no matter where you're shooting a three from, it's obviously a low-percentage shot unless you're under the basket. And then you got guys like um, – like there's center, Mitchell Robinson, who's the guy who leads the league or set a record in field goal percentage because he knows what he's good at. He knows he can back down somebody, put it off the glass, and you're in. For, for a guy like Quickly and a guy like Julius Randle last night, who also was 8 for 27 from the floor, 2 for 12 at three-point land, at what point does Tibbs step in and say, look, guys – You're off tonight. Like You're not hitting the three. So why do we continue to do this? Why are you continuing to just fire away? You lost the game by five. Just imagine if you would have just drawn up a couple more plays where it would have got more high percentage uh, shooting underneath and you might have been in this game and you might have actually came out of this one with a win. Um, But again, to no avail, the Knicks drop one. Am I alarmed? No, I'm not alarmed, but... I do see that, you know, the Knicks were on a run for a little bit. I mean, they won nine straight games. They were going for 10. They dropped to the Charlotte Hornets, and I'm trying to think to myself, like, all right, well, every team, they get hot, and then they get cold. It, it the, way of the way of the world, right? Way of the beast as far as any sport. But now, you're kind of just like, you're looking at it, you're like, all right, let's not make this a trend, right? Because all of a sudden, you look over at the standings as they pull the standings up, and Again, not alarmed by any stretch because I think they're firmly entrenched or they were firmly entrenched in the five seed. But now all of a sudden you find yourself one game up on the Brooklyn Nets. And like I said to you before, I, I don't think the Nets are going to go on this miraculous run. But if you want to stay at that five and now you're down three games to Cleveland, if you had any aspirations to catch Cleveland with the amount of games left, I don't know if that happens, right? So all of a sudden your home field advantage is is in, in flux. Um, look, The Knicks have lost two in a row, but they're 8-2 and in their last 10, right? So they've been playing good basketball. It's still an exciting time to be a Knicks fan. It's not like it's all, you know, all said and done. They will go into the playoffs probably with a couple key wins that they need for confidence and morale and all that stuff. But when it comes to shooting, these guys just got to pump the brakes just a little bit um, and not just take all these shots and just realize it ain't your night. Get it to somebody else. Get it down low. Do something else. Work the paint just a little bit more, and they're just not doing that, so – Last couple nights, it, uh, it's been tough sledding. So that's that. Injury news real quick in the NBA. Um, obviously, they're saying that uh, Kevin Durant is going to miss, I believe, yes, miss two to three weeks with, you know, obviously whatever he did. Again, he did it in warm-ups. You can't make this up, guys. You can't make this up. So the Suns, who are obviously, again, firmly entrenched in a playoff run, you want to get – you want to stay up there, um, but now you're losing one of your pieces – you know, aspirations to maybe move up to the three to catch Memphis. I don't think that happens now uh, for two to three weeks. Now, now you just got to make sure the guy's ready for the playoffs. You know, speaking of that, the Lakers have found themselves two and a half game, or I'm sorry, a game and a half back of the eight spot. They're in a nine spot. They're in the playing game right now. They've been weathering the storm of no LeBron for this entire time. So can the Suns do it? We're about to find out. Um, Lonzo Ball, interesting story here. Uh, he's about to get a third surgery on his knee they can't figure it out and i've seen this before i've seen this with people that i know uh, on a personal level not an athlete but i've seen these things where these doctors they go in they repair they try the rehab and there's still like a click or there's still like a uh, you know you're favoring one side or whatever the case and then they say oh you know what you did some more damage we got to go in again all right fine do that they do it again come back rehab ain't working like so now all of a sudden they're calling for a third surgery Lonzo Ball's stock is down twelve percent as of last night. Um, that's that's a lot. If you're uh, an investor in Lonzo Ball, would you be an investor in Lonzo Ball to start? I'd say no. Um, but again, he's out there. He's got the name appeal. He's got the dad behind him. He's got everything that um, that Ball family built as a brand, uh, big baller brand. Is that what they are? Uh, but again, he's down. Does he play again? You know, like it, are we at that point where we could start questioning the durability of this guy and realizing that? surgery after surgery after surgery, when you play a game like basketball, when you need those knees to be 1000%, right? I, I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's alarming. Um, and, and I don't know if he can uh, withstand another surgery, another rehab. And it's just like at, at some point, and you don't want to see this as a young kid, you don't want to see this, but it, it might be it, man. I mean, it might be interesting to look into another line of work. Within the NBA, whether you're a scout or a coach or maybe you hit the broadcast booth or whatever the case may be, um, it just might be it for Alonzo Ball. I don't know. I, I'm not am not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Uh, but anyway, let's switch on over to the NFL. A lot of action yesterday, but as I was leaving uh, last night, late last night here at Chop Studios, I got the alert to say, or and I read, um, that OBJ is going to be hosting a workout, okay, this is remnants of what Colin Kaepernick did a couple years back where, you know, I'll show you what I got. Don't you worry. This is a way different circumstance. Obviously, the reason why OBJ is doing this is because free agency is about to start. The tampering period is about to start in uh, on Tuesday. Um, he's obviously a, a well-known free agent because he was politicking himself to try to insert himself into a lineup last year, and it all turned out to be that the Cowboys got it right, the Giants got it right, the Bills got it right. Everybody that was in on OBJ decided to miss on OBJ last year because he just wasn't ready. So now he's hosting this private workout. You know, all of a sudden teams are starting to like RSVP, like it's a wedding. Um, I don't think that's necessary at all. Um, But I will say that this workout is absolutely needed for OBJ's stock, specifically in the Mojo market, and specifically his own bank account because, look, It's one thing to say, I'm good to go. It's one thing to say and put out a rehab video or some kind of hype to show, like, hey, OBJ is back, and I'm just like, oh, awesome, right? But, like, it's another thing to get in front of these pro scouts and show that you could make a cut, show that you can get down the field, show that you can run that nine route and that fly, right? Show that you could take the slant to the house. Do I think OBJ is the same player that he was two years ago when he was in the Super Bowl and obviously got hurt, but playing with the Rams? I don't know. He's probably – on par with that OBJ, which, again, was not the OBJ we saw in Cleveland, which, again, we all know how that ended, but it's also not the OBJ we definitely didn't see in New York. Do I think the kid is more mature now? Sure do, right? And I was all in on him last year to sign him. Even if he wasn't going to be ready, you could have probably got him at a cheaper price. But if this guy goes out and flashes, if he goes out there and has an absolute pro day, I guess you can call it, or a private workout, and looks the part, then maybe he drives the price up because and a very, very – very um, horrible. Not. I, I don't want to say horrible, but like it's not a good free agent class when it comes to the wide receivers. And I'll rattle off a couple. If any of them tickle your fancy, great. But if not, it, it it's not it. Um, avoided Michael Thomas. He might be coming back to New Orleans now that they have Derek Carr. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go snap count just so you could. Sh- – I'll show you. I- I'll narrow it down to snap count just so you can know that they had a role last year because, again, if you're like a you know bottom-shelf receiver, nobody's going to give you the time of day anyway. Mac Hollins, guy that kind of succeeded with a Derek Carr last year with the Raiders. He's a free agent. Paris Campbell, Alan Lazard, Robert Woods, right? Um, Noah Brown from the Cowboys, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers – Guys, that they're not really like the needle's here. It ain't going nowhere, right? Like it's not, it's not moving the needle for these are serviceable players. These are receiver twos to be on your team. But if you're looking for that one guy, if you're looking for the one guy, OBJ might be your only option. If not, adding in the draft. And when we talked to Mike Renner the other day of P, uh, PFF, which you can find on this YouTube channel, he said that this year's draft class is not as is not as nice as last year's draft class. And I was under the impression that it was even on par, if not better. And I'm going to listen to Mike Renner before I listen to myself. He's the pro, he's you know he's the pro when it comes to the draft stuff. Um, so, how much does OBJ cost? I mean, look, you're seeing guys bottom tier make around 19 to 20 million dollars a year. Do I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get 19 to 20 million dollars a year? Absolutely not. There's no way he gets that. Um, I think he gets it. I think he's looking for a two-year deal. I, I think it's not a prove it type situation, um, but I think that's what teams might approach. I think the teams might approach this and say, hey man, we'll give you a year, uh, prove that you're worth it, prove that you could play, prove that you can do game speed. Because look, anybody can go out on a pro day and or, or a private workout and completely crush it and look amazing. It's like these guys look in the combine, right? There's nobody defending you. They might you know, chuck you at the line, but at the same time you're running a fly route, you're just showing your speed. In real game time, I think the safest bet you can make as an NFL organization is to give this guy a one-year deal. He's probably looking for two to three for security, rightfully so. Maybe you meet in the middle and you give him that two-year deal with an out-after one. Whatever the case may be, he is going to be sought after. I think he's definitely. there's going to be teams out there that want his services. I think he's going to be... As good as he was with the Rams, which means he can be the two. So do I think the Dallas Cowboys are a great fit? I absolutely do. Do I think the New York Giants should absolutely throw the farm at this guy? Absolutely do, because they didn't have anybody last year, right? I mean, guys, Hodgins came out of nowhere. Do I think Slayton and all these guys? The role players they have are good, but Daniel Jones just got the bag, right? So now you need some people around this guy. And that's what I keep saying about these quarterbacks that are signing places it makes it difficult, right? And I'm, I'm one of those guys that say the, the, the cap is a myth because they just, like the Saints were in the red and they just gave Derek Carr like a trillion dollars. So it's just like, where's your cap situation, right? But they only have, teams only have a couple more days to get this stuff rectified. And I think that if OBJ slaughters this workout, as I expect him to do, I expect him to be a lot of press. I expect him to be Adam Schefter and, and, and Rappaport and all these guys. I think they're all going to be there. They're all all eyes on Odell. And I think that's what he wants, Um and we'll see what happens with him. We'll see what happens. But that's how I left yesterday. Um, a couple moves made. It uh, looks like Braxton Berrios' time in New York is over, which really sucks if you think about it. Because now you got a guy that's like an all-pro returner, which was which was great to have. But that slot receiver, that little Wes Welker, Julian Edelman-type little guy in the middle, that's the kind of guy that I think an Aaron Rodgers would elevate 1,000%. Um, but – it doesn't look like he's going to get that chance if Rodgers is indeed on his way over here. Uh, and again, we'll get that news. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get off the air today, and the news is going to break today, and I'm going to miss it and not be able to talk about it until Monday, which is really stinks. But that's the way Aaron Rodgers is, right? He's all about Aaron. Um, but anyway, the Jets did make a trade yesterday, by the way. And Adam Schefter had fun with it. He really did. Adam Schefter went out there was like trade Jets. And like, everybody's like, right? Oh. He's like, sources have said that the Jets have made a trade. The Ravens are trading safety Chuck Clark to the Jets in exchange for a 2024 seventh round pick. And everyone's like, mm, great. Nobody cares. Like, okay, cool. Good, good for the Jets. You made a move. All right, great. Not the move they're wanting. Um, Zadarius Smith has asked the Vikings after a cup of coffee with the Vikings for a release. Now, I mean, Dallas was in on him, so it was Baltimore. Baltimore actually signed him until he pulled an Anthony Barr and said, nah, nah, I'm going with the Vikings. After saying, like, yeah, no, I, I, I agree to terms. No, you didn't. Uh, so now Zedarius Smith will test the open market. And again, when you look at edge rushers in the NFL, in free agency right now, Ningakwe, <sighs> Frank Clark, is it going to be a sought off He's going to definitely be somebody that people want to entertain. But if Darius Smith thinks he's better than half these guys that are on, you know, in the market. I think for sure that somebody's going to get a steal here. I like Sidarius Smith. I know it's, again, on the, when it comes to the mojo market, he is a defensive player, but that Vikings defense was atrocious last year. And it looks like these guys are trying to get out of town. There's even rumors about Adam Thielen being released. There's even a rumor yesterday that I saw that somebody tried to make or, or made an official trade offer for Dalvin Cook. So I don't know what's going on in Minnesota right now, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to be there. Um, Or at least they're trying to clean house. Why? Not really sure. You were right there. You were right there in the playoff mix. I know you lost to the Giants and, like, you know, your head might be spinning after that, but, you know, You're a playoff team. You got the Packers who are going to regress without Rodgers, you would think, unless Jordan Love lights the world on fire. The Chicago Bears got about $100 million to spend. They're going to be piecing this together. I don't foresee them making the jump. The Detroit Lions are a fun team, right? They are. Campbell's got them playing great, inspired football. Jared Goff has played better football last year. So maybe the Lions take the next step. But if you're the Vikings, you got to look at this like, wait a minute, hold on. We're right there. Like We could take the North again with just the team that you had last year. Uh, but they're they got guys requesting releases. They got potential cap casualties in Adam Thielen, and now a possible trade for Dalvin Cook. I'm not really sure what the Vikings are doing right now. I'm not sure what they're thinking. Um, but again, I'm not in that front office, so I couldn't tell you. But their cap situation, uh, I'll just look at it right now, just to see where they sit in cap space. And right now, the Vikings. All right. Well, maybe there's your reason. Uh, they're 15 million dollars in the red right now, as it stands. Uh, according to overthecap.com so look they have to make these moves these are cap casualties that's why they're called cap casualties because the moves are being made only simply because they're right up against it and to lose a feeling again he gets hurt from time to time i think he's still a serviceable receiver definitely top 30 in the league i want to say right um m- maybe yeah i want to say top 30 in the league uh that's not that much of a stretch but um yeah, so things happening uh, in Minnesota, I'm not sure about it. Comp picks were given out yesterday. So we're all talking about the draft a couple days ago with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus, and now you're you focused and zeroing in on free agency. That's about to happen. But comp picks were given out based off of guys. And if you guys aren't aware of why this happens, when guys leave in free agency and they sign with other teams, based on their value and based on whatever the heck they base it on, the team gets composite uh, compens- compensatory picks. Um, and yesterday, leading the way, they gave out 37 comp picks yesterday. And leading the way, the San Francisco 49ers um, got a lot. Now, the biggest thing is that you rarely see like a second or, and not a lot of third. Listen, the 49ers just got themselves three third-round comp picks. Anything to me – from the first to the fourth, and I always edge it at the fourth because Dak Prescott was drafted in the fourth. But first to the fourth, these are drafting guys to be on your team, that to make your roster. You do not want to miss on this. So to give the 49ers three extra comp picks in the third round, that's big for them. That's that's ast- astronomically big for them. Um, so I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, the Bucs still in free fall right now. I mean, Levante David wants to test free agency. You know, they've already lost. Obviously, Leonard Fournette, they told him to go scratch. Tom Brady leaves. Um, so the Bucks all of a sudden are in a rebuild mode. So all of a sudden, you're looking at the NFC South. And it's an interesting division because the Bucks are in free fall. The Atlanta Falcons, who are not in on Lamar Jackson, which I use air quotes because I think they're in on Lamar Jackson. Um, unless they're all about Ritter, great, good for them. And, and the young offense that they've started to build – uh, but the Falcons could be a little bit better next year. Uh, you look at the Saints, their quarterback got upgraded, right? That's not, that's not a stretch to say that Derek Carr is an upgrade over an Andy Dalton and James Winston. I think it is. So they might play better. The Carolina Panthers get a new coach. Frank Reich is down there. They're a quarterback away. You would think that they draft one. So that could be a possibility where all of a sudden the Panthers and their running game and their defense gets a little better, right? So all of a sudden the NFC South, which was looked at, as porous last year, where the Bucks won it under 500, all of a sudden, they could be making that NFC East movement, where all of a sudden, all these teams are above 500. All these teams are in the playoff run. We don't know. Obviously, you got to wait for free agency, got to wait for the draft. A lot of these things, the teams are going to start to take shape very, very soon. I'm very excited about it. We're excited about it here on the Mojo Market, because last year, I made a boatload of money on the Mojo market by investing in guys like Jalen Hurts, by going long on Patrick Mahomes, by of course going long on Zach Wilson and then shorting him. So Zach Wilson made me a lot of money, believe it or not. Contrary to some of my friends who have texted me yesterday after I put out the no-brainer bet, which by the way, the easiest money I've ever made in my life was to put money on Julius Randle to score five points. That was a promo that Mojo gave out. Please Keep your eye out for these things because they're just – they are they are what they are. They're no-brainers. But I put that out, and so (laughs) one of my friends responded to my Instagram story and said, no way, look what you did to me with Zach Wilson. And I was like, I didn't do anything. Zach Wilson did it. Blame Zach Wilson for stinking at the sport of football, not me. Um, But, yeah, so keep your eyes out for all that stuff. Uh, But, anyway, do us a favor. Follow us right now over there on the social media. It would mean a lot to us. TikTok, Instagram, and, of course, the Twitter machine, where all these news is going to be breaking in the next couple days. At Mojo, M-O-J-O. It is four letters. It is easy to find us. And, of course, join the Discord. That's right. That's a daily conversation. Every day. Well, that would mean daily. Uh, every day we're talking a little bit more about your portfolios, who's rising, who's falling, suggestions, tips, rules, how to play on the Mojo market. There's a lot involved in this thing so if you're new to it and you just downloaded it and you need a crash course head on over to the discord they help you out and of course all to all the staff writers and the bloggers over at Uh, mojo.com. You guys are still doing a a wonderful job. I'm reading every day. And uh, I appreciate you guys because a lot of this information I get from you. So I'm stealing right from you without even giving you credit. (laughs) So anyway, for Dave Starcher, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the basketball. Free agency next week. It's going to be a frenzy. It always is. And we can't wait to cover it right here. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you later.